What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the shack to my Aaron Carter. Rest in peace. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. I guess Shaq got the last laugh. Am I right? He did. <laughs> and now, now no one's there to debate whether or not Aaron actually beat Shaq. Exactly. Shaq's just sitting there going, I got four rings. And Chuck's like, <laughs> you clearly lost, though. And he's like, uh, he's dead. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually happen. I know. <laughs> and then Shaq would somehow throw it in. It's still more than you. Yeah, he's it's like, like, shut up. Why? Why is he? Why is he always dunking on my boy Chuck? Because Chuck's kind of a knucklehead. So you know, it's warranted at times. He is, but I still love him. I do too. I like him a lot more than Shaq. That's for dang sure. <laughs> anyway. Before we get into uh, get into the news, we have a YouTube comment from I'll I'll say bestie of the pod, Preston. So he says, "Hey fam, it's been a while, and I decided to take time to comment this week. Thank you, Preston. We appreciate it. The first thing is, he says Lindelof could be really interesting for Star Wars." The Watchmen show really surprised me, and I agree with Jake that the new shows outside of the saga have given me a lot of hope. Take it with a grain a of salt hope. as I... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says, take it with a grain of salt as I also enjoy the new trilogy, but understand its obvious issues. Two, Jake hits the nail on the head with the Witcher game remake. If they're doing it on the new engine, it's not a copy and paste scenario. The story is still there, so that will help but the whole bringing it to a new engine slash generation and not to mention controllers will take some work for sure. Um, he then goes on to poke fun at Liam Hemsworth as Geralt, which totally fair enough. And then he says, my favorite Halloween costumes, which are all technically comic book related, were Afro Samurai and Casey Jones. The worst was when I was super young. I was, <laughs> this is funny. I was Zorro and was a shithead and put Z's on all the paper Halloween decorations <laughs> with the pen. <laughs> he says, I'm not doing four, but I'll give you one that's fantastic. Jubilee goes out dressed up as Marty McFly. She already has the glasses for it. And I would give her Pop Rocks, which I'm sure is her favorite. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's that's good. That's good for sure. So thank you, Preston. We absolutely appreciate you doing that, my man. Um, so yeah, now we can get into the news. It was super light for me this week. Anytime I was like, oh, this is worth maybe mentioning, Casey had beat me to it. So I'll uh, I'll start us off regardless because mine are not near as good as yours. But a big one is that we finally learned that Sandman is renewed for a second season at Netflix. I'm very excited for that. I love the first season. Very good show. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, Casey, I don't think you've seen it, but it, is this cool to you? I mean, it's it is great. I I'm I think it would have been very dumb on Netflix's part not to do it. What you know, like even though I'm 
me and Bree watched a little bit of it. I couldn't really get into it and she couldn't, but it's still like I, I knew enough people were talking about that show that it'd be idiotic for them not to re-up when they don't have a lot of shows that people are freaking out about anymore, you know, out of, outside of Stranger Things. Right. So, yeah, it just seemed like the obvious choice. So I was kind of shocked when it came out that they weren't going to. But, yeah, you you pretty pumped, though. I mean, you said that you're you're happy about it. Do you think it's going to stay good or do you think they're going to cut the budget since it kind of has like an insane one for that first? I mean, I would hope that they don't cut the budget. I feel like them upping it is them saying like, we get it, but we're here for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's my thought anyway. And I don't know, like, I feel like even if Sandman had, and this might be a bit of a stretch, but say like Doctor Who levels of, you know, effects, it would still be enjoyable, mm-hmm. but only if it had started that way. Yeah, going you, can't, from the... you can't regress into crappier stuff. And, right. Yeah, no, I, so I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so reportedly part of Cavill's new contract is that they will make a new Justice League. Cavill and Affleck are also reportedly going to be in Wonder Woman 3. Uh, There's also talks of him getting producer credit on Man of Steel 2. And they also were talking to uh, Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg about possibly having something to do with Man of Steel 2. I'm assuming Nolan would would not be directing it because uh, he you know he doesn't have a real alien that can fly and do all that stuff He's like special effects no, but uh, he'd probably produce like he did Man of Steel, and then Spielberg my guess would still be a you know production credit probably not directing it. What do you think about all of that since that's kind of like a info dump, <laughs> right? Uh, I agree with your your points on the producers. I like that they'll be in Wonder Woman 3 because I think the three of them work very well in Batman versus Superman. Um, and even more so, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman and, and Justice League. Um, I would like Henry to get, you know, that producer credit or whatever mm-hmm. it is, just because I feel like he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll just see. I'd... I don't want Nolan to direct it. I I know it's unlikely that he would, but I just, I don't want that super realistic Superman take. No, (laughs) we we don't need it. No. I mean, if I'm being honest and I'm very much the minority on this, I think all of them, the DC are doing, they need to have a, a better tone than what they had under like the Jeff Johns regime, but they need to keep it comic booky. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, if you we want the hyper realistic stuff that's based off of a comic book, we can go with the Matt Reeves stuff. But everything else, it, they should just stick to making it a little bit more comic booky. That's, you know, but I think having like, Nolan's name as a producer is fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, You know, keeping it comic booky, like you said, I think the prime example of that is either the first Wonder Woman or Shazam. Mm -hmm. Like Wonder Woman's definitely the more serious route of the two, but Shazam was like pure all ages fun, but like not. I mean, when I say all ages, like literally it's not too kitty. Everybody can enjoy it. (laughs) I will say this though. Our buddy Clint took his son Chandler 
to see that movie whenever it had come out and it would have been two years ago, I think at this time, mm-hmm. you know, but Chaney's pretty young still. And I don't know his age then, but like the part when the, uh, Oh, the, the, not the demons, but like the sins just were eating that boardroom of people. He's like, and like he had, he had to, they had to take him out for a little bit, for, you know, for that scene. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But still the overall vibe of Shazam, I feel like is, yeah. is, is good for that feel. I agree. Um, so going right along with the live action stuff, John Bernthal will return as Punisher in phase five of the MCU. Uh, it's probably going to be Daredevil, if I had to guess. So what I've heard, because I've heard this too, it's that he's going to be, because originally Jessica Jones was supposed to be an Echo, and he's taking Jessica Jones' spot because of, you know, other stuff. So I'm assuming he's going to hook up with Luke Cage, and he's also going to, you know, just do the Jessica Jones stuff while killing people as Punisher too. But no, I I think he's going to be the guy that Daredevil's searching for and echo when he shows up in that and then be part of the daredevil show i'm curious what uh kristen ritter yeah i mean we we talked about it a long time ago that the uh a, a trusted source said that she was filming some jessica jones stuff so i wonder if that just fell through or if it's for something else yeah i think it's i think it was one of those things where she was just from the way stuff sounding after this stuff broke about John, it's like, Oh, she was brought in, but then some scheduling conflicts came up and then now she couldn't. So then they're like, well, let's bring Punisher in, even though it's probably not going to make as much sense as it would with Jessica. Right. But it's going to make more people happy more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so Marvel signed a three-game deal with EA. The first game's going to be Iron Man. Uh, Nothing on the other two games for sure. Some people think it could be a Hulk game. Some could think it could be Thor. Do you have any preferences on, you know, an EA Marvel game and who you'd want it to be? Look, I say this is somebody that plays Apex Legends multiple times a a week. I hate EA. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, they're always voted like worst gaming company, although a few companies are going to give them a big run for their money this year with sexual assault cases. Um, but no, they're, they're a garbage company. I hate that they do Star Wars games. I, I don't want them to do. And I, you know, I say that like I even play Marvel games. I've not played the new Avengers, even though that last patch, that big patch was supposed to make it good. Man, that's, the... that's something I hate so much. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, we're I... releasing this game. It's going to be terrible, but don't worry. After a while, we'll we'll come out with a patch. Maybe if enough people buy it. Right. I'm right there with you. But even Guardians of the Galaxy, which several of my friends said was really, really good. I didn't play that either because I, I'm just I like uh, you know, single-player story-driven games like that, obviously. Um, but it's got to be something that I'm, like, really have a strong interest in to to play mm-hmm. over competitive shooters because that's what brings me joy is shitting on somebody else that's just trying to have a good time. 
<laughs> yeah, see, like, I like, you know, these these type of games, but I EA, it's done a lot to make me just go, I have trouble ever wanting to give you guys money again. But yeah. um, now if it is a Thor game and it comes out looking like, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla or, you know, God of War, then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. See, my my main problem, like, I think a Hulk game could work really well and I would give that a shot because you can do a lot with Hulk and it, you know, works where he's destroying crap and running around because they made that one game like probably 15 years ago at this point. It doesn't feel like that where it's just Hulk running around destroying shit and like it didn't work super well, but it worked well enough that, it, you know, people liked it. And you could do that with these yeah. newer graphics and that could work really well. You know, he's got the healing factors with Thor, though. It's like, oh, yeah, good thing I got this energy power bar because I don't want to be spamming my electricity too much or I'm invulnerable. So, you know, you're going to have like the Superman 64 syndrome with that game. So I don't know how well that would work. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I it's, definitely don't trust them to figure it out. It's just like they have the uh, level where you just have to fly through hoops. I <laughs> was in Superman 64. I don't know if you ever played Superman 64. <laughs> I have. It's it's just so much fun. Yeah, it was one of those ones where even with the cheat codes that I would put in as a kid, there was time to levels, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I think Hulk would be cool. I think and I don't think they can do Black Panther or Captain America cuz they're both getting that other game that's coming out. So and we know it's not Spider-Man and it's not going to be Wolverine because Wolverine's got his own game coming out, which, you know, that's pretty exciting. But I'm not I don't have a, I don't think I'm going to get a PS5, so I'm probably not going to ever get to play that. But yeah. I'm trying to think of like a cool character that would work well. I mean, it could be cool if it's, I guess, Captain Marvel. Like, I'm not a big. I, she'd probably be the same problem, though, that Thor has where it's like, ah, the energy. But. Her energy powers are different than Thor. Where I mean, you can put you know put a cap on it where she's like shooting too much, then she has to recharge. Where Thor doesn't really have that issue, so maybe that you know. Right. I mean, I'd also be okay with like a proper new installment of Ultimate Alliance or, um, like X Men Legends. I don't know yeah. if you played uh, that. I think it was GameCube and PS2, maybe. Yeah, I had it for I had both of them for PS2. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the X Men are due for a new game like that. Yeah, my main thing with them more than likely not getting one just because it's it seems like they're trying to do one character, so it's got to be someone that they're more apt to want to push right now. So maybe it's a name or one. Yeah, that that'd be something. <laughs> I know the the guy the director of Black Panther Two is like Namer is just as strong as Thor. <laughs> and if he's in water, he's stronger than Hulk. It's like, buddy, I'm just going to tell you right now, he's not. I, uh, for some reason in my head, I thought it was the thing that that stupid story happened to, but it was the Hulk. Which, which time? When they, when, I don't, did it happen with the thing too? I, I thought it oh, was... Oh, when Namor, Namor fought? Like, uh, in water, he was, like... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's, like, way, way tougher or something like that. Or maybe it was vice versa. 
something happened where Namer won and he shouldn't have. Oh, I don't know. I know. I think he might have like because there was the whole X Men versus the Avengers thing. I think you know, and I think someone fought Namer underwater and Namer won, but I don't really remember. That was kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Let's just get a Howard the Duck game. That's that's the one we want. Like a hardcore detective game? No, Dynasty Warriors meets Howard the Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Duck Warriors. (laughs) Okay, so I got some fun little casting rumors and whatnot that I'll get to. So... First up, our favorite movie that hasn't come out yet, Madam Web. <laughs> it's rumored that they're going to bring back Topher Grace as Venom. Boy. I mean, I didn't think I could be more excited about this. Hey, it's what the people want. I know. Everyone was <laughs> like, we need more Topher Grace as Venom, please. Every, you know, no one yeah. was like, let's no, let's do some Andrew Garfield stuff in this Madam Web movie. Like, no, nah, Topher Grace. <laughs> Like, of the two, who needs the job more? <laughs> I mean, both just of kidding. Them. I bet I bet Topher Grace gets a ton of money still from that '70s show. Oh, dude, more than likely. That yeah. thing, that show seems like it's on all the time. I know. I love that show. Love I that did, show. and then it's just like it's got to a point where I'm like, oh man, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, it's been heavily rumored that he's going to join the cast of Wonder Man. I think he's supposed to be Wonder Man's agent. So that's cool. I love Odenkirk. So nothing really bad to say about that. And then we got actor Joe Locke, who's going to be in Agatha. He like some of his character description came out and it's described as playing a gay teen with a dark sense of humor. So everyone's assuming it's going to he's going to be Wiccan. So, oh, okay. And then on the thing of with some more Agatha news, Aubrey Plaza has been cast in Agatha. We don't know who she's going to be, but she better be someone that shows up a lot in the MCU because every nerd loves her. Maybe she's a young Agatha. Oh, man. Be still my beating heart. I know, right? <laughs> um, so this isn't really news, but I was like, Dang, I need something to talk about. Have you seen Dairy Girls? The show? No. Okay. It's hilarious. Very funny show. It's Dairy is in like London Dairy, so D-E-R-R-Y. Uh, but it is a show that takes place in the 90s in Ireland during like all the IRA stuff. But it's a comedy around. Uh, it's basically the in-betweeners, but for a group of Irish girls. It's and obviously not quite as raunchy. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. But anyway, a new season came out a little bit ago, maybe like a month or so. And I finally got around to seeing it. And I love it. I don't know if it's going to get another season or not. This was season three, but uh, highly suggested. I think that I, I know that Casey would like it. But if anybody's been on the fence about seeing it, definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah, what What's it streaming on? Netflix. Oh, okay. Nice. I'll just put that on the list. Yep. Okay, so Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips are 
teaming up again because I, I they have to be besties at this point. Uh, they're doing a new graphic novel called Night Fever. Got announced Is today. It a disco comic. I hope so. If it's not, can I just write them a strongly worded email? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be pretty cool. They literally, I don't think, have written anything that's bad. You know, when working together, so yeah, I'm probably gonna check it out. And then you want to do this last bit, and I'll get to the Toho bits. You want me to do the Toho bits? Nah, my your yours is is worth saving over mine. Okay. So speaking of Netflix, they are going to be doing a live action film for the Gears of War saga. Uh, they say that they're adapting that saga into one film. So I don't really know how that's going to go because it's like four or five games. Wasn't like the main story, though, three games and then they just tacked on other stuff. Or am Even I... so, I think three games is too many for one movie. In all fairness, I've played two of those three games, they could have wrapped it up after one. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe they will. Because <laughs> it's like that game, I get the best part about it. It's like, oh, yeah, the gun has a machine, has a chainsaw on it. And then it's like, that's the depth of that game. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I only played two. And like, it was fun. For yeah, sure, it's but... fun and it's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, it's repetitive and you don't need to make a movie off of it. So no, but if a live action movie isn't your thing, they are also doing an animated series. And they said that that can branch out into other projects as well, depending on how well these do. And I mean, honestly, I, I want it to do well. Like it Mm -hmm. would be cool if, if everyone's like, yo, the new gears of war movie is actually pretty sweet. And it was, you so, know, we'll like see. what they what they have to do and like I, this is going to sound like a joke and it partially is, but it's also like this will make sure it makes money and makes people go. This is a dumb, fun action movie. Get like the major, like all of the beefiest guys from Fast and the Furious and have them just be the Gears of War guys. Yeah, it, that'll work because <laughs> the the main guy, Marcus, is that his name? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, gosh, fans are going to hate us for this, but it's like, give Vin Diesel. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> he's just, he's in a big suit of armor. It's yeah. fine. Anyway. Just have him talk about his group of guys as his family. It'd be perfect. I know. <laughs> okay, so Godzilla had his birthday on the 3rd. And, you know, he turned 68. The big 69 is coming up. Can't wait. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but so like the Toho announced a bunch of stuff. They also got some like if you guys are interested, there was a since it was Gigan's 50th uh, anniversary this year. They had a short film. It's Godzilla versus Gigan Rex, I think is what it's called. And it's all CG'd up and it's really, really sweet. It's kind of like a sequel to the Heisei films where it's this like everyone's like, this isn't canon but it's also you can fit it in your head canon very easily that this is godzilla jr from godzilla versus destroya fighting off against these a bunch of guy against, and it's pretty sweet then there was also another one where they just took it was like they did last year with hedora but they took a brand new guy suit and it was godzilla and then like you can only watch this on the stream for the thing but it's just it's actual suit you know fighting type thing and that was pretty sweet too 
they they actually kind of you know Gigan was actually formidable in that which you know most times he's not <laughs> so i just googled Gigan rex and he, he looks awesome like i thought he looked kind of silly i'm not gonna lie but i disagree but that's really? okay good yeah. i'm glad you i'm i'm glad it you know spoke to you better than to me because like in all fairness Gigan just kind of always looks silly but <laughs> but yeah no the the like i said Gigan rex is really really sweet and then the the suitmation one it's just fun it's fun suitmation but then they also announced next year they're going to be doing jet jaguar's 50th and megalon's 50th anniversary so we'll more than likely be getting suitmations of those along with maybe a short film the short film was just kind of done by a fan that then toho's like here do another one that's here's more money though and so probably won't get anything that way but still it'd be cool if we did but we are also going to be getting a new godzilla toho film and there was rumors about this for a while but it's officially been announced it's going to come out next year on the 69th birthday it's directed by takashi yamazaki and actual japanese fans are like i don't know about this guy he only has done melodramas and so they're like, you know, less, but it's like when you look at most of the directors for the Godzilla movies, they've, they're all over the place. So it's like, ah, who knows? Um, but they're done filming. They're just editing it now. And it's going to take place in post-war Japan. So I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. I think that's great. I, I just want to say, I, I saw this, like I could have put it in the notes first. Yeah. Because I went in the notes, I'm like, he didn't do this yet. I'm not going to rob this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like, it's it's been like weird busy for me. So it's just, been, it's been one busy week for me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, my question though is where's Manda's anniversary movie? I don't know when his would be coming up, but if there, like, cause he's next probably, year. Manda, yeah, it, 63 is when he was created. Oh, so but then that, so okay, I mean, I guess no one likes him enough. <laughs> I know nobody likes him. Well, because I mean, Manda, like, because Varen has a ton of fans, which it's like if I've seen the Varen, the American Varen cut, and it's one of the most god awful kaiju movies I've ever seen. <laughs> cool design, Varen, but my god, that was a bad movie. I hear the Japanese one's better, but it's not really finished, so it's like I'm not gonna do that. Is Varen, the like flying squirrel looking lizard guy, yeah, except it's also it's it's like he's a flying squirrel looking guy, but he also is an amphibian. So it's like, there's a lot going on with him. He lives in the water, but he can fly. Why not? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what a cool dude. All right. Well, that is the end of the news. So now we're going to take our ad break and our special YouTube break. We've got I've got a fun surprise activity for Casey today. So uh we're going to we're going to take that break and then we'll be back to talk some comics. All right guys, welcome back. During the YouTube/ad break, Casey and I did a Sonic the Hedgehog Mad Lib. And I laughed so hard that I cried and Me too. I was like snotting on myself. I had to blow my nose. It was hilarious. So if uh, hopefully it's understandable and I just don't think that I was saying it in an understanding way uh, through all the laughing and tears. But 
if you'd like to hear that, as well as, I'm not going to say our ideas, Casey's ideas for things that he and I can do at C2E2 this year. If we get media passes, the ball's in your court, C2E2. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Uh, But to hear all that, head on over to the YouTube. I really do think that this is one of the better YouTube segments we've ever had. So check it out. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't have anything. I was just a mess during that Mad Lib. So just go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) And let us know if you like it, because if you do, we will absolutely keep doing it because we had a blast. (laughs) We had a blast. So and we're going to mix in some Godzilla ones, too. Yeah. But what'd you read, man? Yeah, I read She-Hulk 7, New Champion of Shazam 3. Shit, forgot that one. Sword of Azrael 4. Behold Behemoth 1. Dark Knights of Steel 8. Uh, Batman 129. And I didn't bring it home with me, but I read Hell to Pay as well. Okay. What's that one? I don't know if I know that. It was it's the new Charles Soul image book. Oh, okay, cool. I if I would I should have Googled that because I, I love I love some Chucky Soul. Yeah. But I read Old Dog number two, Night of the Ghoul number two. Uh, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, one and two. The Hulk, number ten. Catwoman, Lonely City. Behold, Behemoth, number one. Batman, one twenty nine, and She Hulk, number seven. All right, I think you've got a few more than me, dude. All right, man. So I'll just start off with Old Dog by Declan Shalvey and. Well, this is a pretty fun spy book. I still don't really know what's going on, but it's pretty cool. I'm interested in seeing where stuff goes. It feels like a very light book. Like there's not much girth. It seems like most of the uh, my 399 goes to the very you know hard cover and not much of the the insides. But the story itself, it's pretty cool. It's pretty captivating. I want to know what's going on. So that's keeping me. That's keeping me here. You know. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a seven out of ten. I think it's a perfectly fine book. It's doing a good enough job of making me interested in seeing what's going on. The art's good, so I'm I'm for sure here for at least you know the whole arc since I stuck around for <laughs> Immortal Hulk that long. So might as well for this for one arc. No, you stuck <laughs> around for fifty issues. In all fairness, fifty issues that was just one arc for that damn book. Mm. It's like, oh, well, now you finally get to f- get closure with this. Okay, I'll do Night of the Ghoul also. This is by Scott Snyder and Francisco Francavilla. Uh, the art in it's really, really good. It still has the same problems as I had with the last issue where the sun is very stupid. Like, so stupid. I mean, think about a horror movie and you're like, no one would act like this. That's so stupid. That's how stupid the sun is. And everything else about this book i really really like it's just the sun is such a terrible character and just unrealistically stupid in my opinion and so that takes away 
a lot of it, but this is still a really awesome book. I am going to be for sure buying it. I know he's listening. I'm going to be buying it for my brother for whenever it comes out on trade, whichever is closer Christmas or his birthday, one or the other, he's getting it. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. The art's great. This is like the best way to have Francisco, Francisco Francavelli's art. Cause it's like when he does action, it doesn't normally work that well when it's just like straight up horror. That's when it's at its best. You know what I mean? Like, when he was doing the Batman book and it was just like Gordon Jr. being creepy as hell. Right. That worked so well, but I don't think, you know, it'd be the best if he was doing just straight up action scenes and it's working really well here. So yeah, I really liked it. I think mean, I don't know what I said. If I said a rating, yet, I don't think I had, so I'm going to say 8.5 out of 10. All right. I'll do new champion of Shazam. Now keep it pretty brief i do want to highlight the jen bartell cover it's amazing that's pretty nice um but anyway it is written by josie campbell with art by uh, doc shaner and i won't say too much because i know casey wants to read it but uh it's a pretty fun comic with uh with the villain who uses like how do I say this? He uses like comment sections to like make people feel bad. <laughs> uh, it's it's done a lot better than I just said it. Um, but anyway, it's also uh, pretty heavy on Darla, very Darla heavy. So she is quite the joy in this. That's her little sister. Uh, but I like it. I wish that we had more than just one more issue coming out, but uh, that's, I'll go ahead. That is such a drag for that book because it is super enjoyable. Yeah. And I'm going to text you that I want that one. And it's just like, yeah, it should be more issues. It should. Why not six? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. But anyway, yeah. uh, I'll give it an eight out of ten. The only way I could see it being better is if they're like, to be continued in the new Shazam solo series or that type of thing, you know. Which I don't think we're getting a new Shazam solo series. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that completely. And normally we kind of complain about that, or at least I complain about that, just constant setups. But I really would like to see more. Yeah, for sure, buddy. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Joker, the man who stopped laughing one and two. And I'm not going to spoil much about this because I want you to read it. And if anyone in here has been kind of on the fence about another Joker book, I'm just going to tell you right now, pick this up. It's really good. It's by Matthew Rosenberg and Carmen de Jan Domenico on the art for the main story. Then we also get a backup story. That's a Joker story with uh, Francisco Francavelia and Matthew Rosenberg. And those ones are just kind of silly. Like this one's uh, Joker with trying, you know, he fell in love with Power Girl. He's trying to get her to love him back in the first one. And it's super, it's just silly fun. But the main story, basically Joker he's back in Gotham and he's killing a bunch of people. And then he like the two face uh, black mask and Riddler come up to him and like, we don't want you here anymore. Get out. And so then he goes to ally and he goes <laughs> and he just, he's just runs of muck. And then he goes in hiding and there's more, a lot more to it than that, but I don't want to spoil like anything else. Cause there's some really cool stuff happening. And in the second Joker one, 
more of that cool stuff's fleshed out. We're kind of learning more. We're seeing what's going on. Lots of questions. I don't know what's going on. And that's always an exciting thing when you read as many comics as I have. And the backup story is Joker being like, oh, hey, I'm going to basically fake my death so to see what people really think of me and so he pretended to kill himself then he goes to his funeral and like different people are talking about him and like he's watching their eulogies like bane's like he laughed at society's cruelty he told the people to reject the truths they are force-fed as a man he was mortal as an idea he lives on in all of us and bane's like smashing the thing while he's saying that and joker's like that's not what I was going for, but nice of him to say, I guess. <laughs> and then Mr. Freeze goes up there. He's like, I did not care for him. And Joker's like, that's fair. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the backups are fun. The main story is really interesting. I'm really, really interested. So these as a whole, I'm going to probably give them the eights. I like it. I think they're cool. I I think people should be reading it. So, all right. Next up for me is Sword of Azrael number four, and I should have been looking for the creative team. Shame on me. Um, boy, it's just it's real hidden. It's real <laughs> hidden. Isn't it? Um, oh, what's the dude's name? Because we know the dude, the writer. Yeah, Dan Waters. Yeah, for sure. Here we go. With art by Nicola Sismezija. So sorry about that pronunciation. I know. I need to. I keep saying every time. I'm like, I need to text, text my buddy Wukash because he'll he'd be able yeah. to be like, he'd be like, oh yeah, it's this. And I'm like, why did I text you this? I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So. Azrael is, you know, captured in this volcano with the big, scary Satan monster. And Azrael and Angel Azrael just are trying to come to terms or Angel Azrael just not saying anything uh, about the actual reason that Azrael was made and how he was made. They're really having a tough time with it not being God and that it just being some weird volcano creation. But despite getting the absolute shit beat out of him, spoiler alert, Azrael does win the day because uh, the Satan monster just like captures people and brings them in here and like harvest their body parts to keep himself going because he's really old. Um, and so he was going to do that with Azrael, but Azrael put up just enough of a good fight that like his body kind of wears out and he's able to beat him, which was pretty neat. Uh, but it was a really cool fight and man, the art is just so cool. Um, I mean, I, this is like straight out of an anime. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it just, it's so fun. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Um, So, yeah. And then at the end, he's talking to, well, he thinks he's talking to a friend of his, uh, you know, one of the, 
the monks from the earlier issues, but now Casey, I'll need your help because I think it's the same guy. But it turns out to be Father Valley. Is that the guy from Catwoman? I think so, yeah. Okay, so that guy shows up at the end and it turns out he killed Azrael's uh, monk friend. So Azrael is very much not happy. And I say Azrael, I mean John Paul. That's that's pretty neat that they're bringing in that back that dude and then also uh, Vengeance in this book. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, this book is a knockout. Yeah, I, I really, really, really like it. So 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Without a doubt, my pick of the week. Right on, dude. OK, so Hulk number 10 by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. And so, yeah, we start off with like a. Uh, basically another Bruce Banner therapy session with his built in, you know, uh, AI therapy based off of doc Samson. And then the lady that like the queen of this Hulk planet talks to him and basically explains how they got their power. And there's this one funny part where they talk about the, um, you know, him fighting, Thor, I'm gonna try to find where she actually what she says because it's it's pretty funny. She goes, uh, the planet was empty, but then there was light. Oh, where is it? I don't want to be reading the whole thing, but it it's pretty funny because she says something, and Thor's like, or Hulk's like, yes, that's what happened, you know, <laughs> right? And. Uh, I think it's this next page, but uh, oh, where is it? Oh yeah, she's like, yes, and then you came to us, but Hammer Satan tried to stop you, and so you tore him in half and made ri- the rivers with his blood. We could hear his cries and thunder even here. Yes, yes, I did. I killed Hammer Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer Satan. I like that. Yeah. So. The next issue, he's going to be you know, on this planet and doing this like Hulk ball game. It should be a blast. I'm, uh, this book is a lot of fun. There's some there's a big reveal on the last page. But yeah, it's fun. This is just exactly what I want from a, you know, a Hulk book. Just a good time. And Donald Cates does it again. Yep. Uh, and then last up, I got Callum Lonely City before we get to our mutuals. Do you have anything left before mutuals? Uh yes, I've got Hell to Pay and Dark Knights of Steel. Okay, I'll let you do one of those, and then I'll do Lonely City. I'll do Hell to Pay because I'm thinking about it right now, and it's right. not in front of me. Uh, but because of that, I I can't really recall what all happened. But I will say that I like it. Uh, you know, it's it's Charles Soule writing about a bunch of like demons and stuff like that. The art's super cool. There's there's some like gory and fun parts, but I mean, I think that this is Charles Soule and his element doing creator own stuff, not Star Wars. <laughs> Just kidding, Charles. I know you're listening. But uh if you like demons and you like Charles Soule, then I think it's up your alley. So I remember liking it. Uh, but because I can't really pinpoint what I liked and didn't like, I'll just give it a seven. Right on. Okay. So Catwoman Lonely City by Cliff Chang. And so, yeah, if you were always like, boy, 
You know what I really want to see? I want to see Cliff Chang draw Etragon the Demon. You get that. Um, oh, I do want to see that. Oh, dude. It's wonderful. Yep. Yep, it is. That's cool. Yeah. So you get just Cliff Chang going hard. He he draws an older Zatanna briefly. And he, you know, all this stuff with Batman. We get to see how Batman dies. The bat, you know, we see the Bat Cave. Is Zatanna kind of mommy? Uh, I mean, I'd say she's she's still getting up there in age. There's so maybe grandmommy. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll show you. Speaking of, while we're on the subject of mommies, have you watched the new season of My Hero Academia yet? No, I haven't. Also, not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mirko, the the rabbit superhero, she's mommy as hell. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're they're doing doing the job that they got to do, and it's pretty cool. And Etrigan's eating eating bad guys, <laughs> and yeah, it's just this is a lot of fun. Lot you know, people die in it. I'm not gonna say who dies and who lives, but yeah, the then the big the big election happens. Barbara wins, of course, but it's also like I'm not convinced Barbara's gonna be a very good mayor because at the end she's just like talking to Catwoman, the criminal, going, "Maybe you'll have to do crime to help me be the mayor." (laughs) It's like it's like because you know. Gotham, it used to be our type of city, and now the big wigs are running it, so it's a different kind of crime. Let's go back to the old ways. Like, that's not what she's saying, but that's what she's saying. But, (laughs) But, yeah. So, I like this series a whole bunch. Really, the only knock that I have on this is that it was like four months between this and the last issue. But I loved it. That's a 10 out of 10. It's not my pick of the week just because it came out last week. But yeah, no, uh, when this comes out in trade, people buy it. It's very good. And I would actually, it's one of those endings too, where if let's just say Cliff Chang wanted to come back to it, I would read it. But at the same time, doesn't need to because it ends really well, but it's also an open end type thing. Nice. All right. My final one is Dark Knights of Steel, number eight. It's written by Thomas Taylor with art by Yasmin Putri. And, you know, I as always, I talk a lot of shit on Tom Taylor on Nightwing, but I like this book. It's very good. Uh, the art is just incredible. But, man, we... We are finally getting into the thick of like war is going to happen. War is absolutely going to happen. I think it's going to happen next issue based off the ending, but this is pretty cool. We get uh, we get some poison ivy action in here. We, we get to see some other hero or heroes or villains in this issue. Like uh, Deadshot is an archer, so that's pretty cool. He's kind of got a man in the iron mask situation going on. Um, and then, man, the ending is so crazy. So Supergirl and Wonder Woman, who are very much together, fly down because they're on uh, a part of opposite kingdoms. And they're like, no, we can't fight. 
and then Superman's mom, who is the only one surviving because the dad died like, gosh, it's also been months between this issue and, and the little hiatus. But uh, anyway, she comes down the L. I don't know what her name is. The matron L and old Hippolyta, one of Casey's favorites. They're out there in the field and uh, it looks like they're going to have a, a peace negotiation but then Hippolyta takes Matron L by the hand and just absolutely laser sights her in half, <laughs> just straight down the middle, which probably isn't going to bode well for the kingdom. And with Wonder Woman standing right there, uh, you know, she screams and that's where it ends. And it says next war. So lots and lots and lots of stuff happening also joker or you know this version of joker is flying around with the green lantern ring and i really want to know what that's all about so hopefully we get to see some stuff soon yeah yeah i like it it's good i'm glad that it's back i hope that it's there's no more breaks like they took their break so that the artists could catch up or maybe like get ahead and now they'll just push it out to the end because there's only four more issues so oh, wow anyway it's cool i'll give it a nine out of ten right on okay so what order do you want to do our book our our new cheese in yeah I'll, I'll defer to the lady okay so first off don't assume my gender secondly i'd say behold behemoth batman she hulk sure Okay, so Behold Behemoth by Tate Brombell and Nick Robles. And did you like this? Uh, it was it was all right. It had an interesting premise, and I think the art's really, really good. I think I like the art a whole lot, and I was honestly captivated. I was like one I, I did not know really what was going on. And then I was like, oh, is this? Uh, and then I was like, oh, could this be what happens? And then I'm like, oh, it was what happens. Okay. Like, you know, like the next page is when I, you know, figured it out. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like this, though. And I, I think uh, people should be reading it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like the, the, those last two pages, like, I, I just want more of that stuff because that's the stuff that I'm into. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to be getting, the, you know, from here on out, too. Yeah. So, and if that's the case, then I am absolutely on board for this book. But, you know, I, I feel like Boom is really just up in their game these last couple of years. They've done something is killing the children, uh, you know, House of Slaughter, Grim, and then Behold Behemoth, I think, could be up there with those. So I hope that it does well for them. You know, if what I don't get, though, and with these like with like Boom. You think that they would want to do something that can like, you know, multiple books do their own Avengers, basically, like have their own superhero group or whatever and do it that way. They can get different writers to write it and all that stuff. But, you know, they yeah. just. But what would you. Know, but... um... Yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty solid, probably like an eight five. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking probably about an eight. Oh, well, you liked it. You seem to like it more than me. So well, I guess 
fine. Let's go with I'll give it a nine. It's not a big deal. These numbers don't really matter. It's not going to. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I keep track of all of it. (laughs) You have a big Excel spreadsheet. I'm Charlie Day. You know that meme. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, So next is Batman 129. It's written by Chip Zdarsky with Jorge Jimenez on the art. And I'm sure Casey probably didn't care for it too much. The art's very good. The art is very good. I do like to see... I like to see what's going through Batman's mind, like when he's out on the like the watchtower and stuff like that. It's just like, bro, how does this robot go this far? Like, how does he make it this far? Well, like, the worst part is, it's like, okay, you can... You can try to tell me where it's like, oh, yeah, he's got these traps set up that he's prepped, you know, for whatever. I think it's malarkey, but whatever. But to go straight at Aquaman underwater and take him out. And then then like seconds later, he's fighting Batman and Batman's like able to dodge him and like outmaneuver him when Aquaman couldn't in the water. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. That was stupid. Yep. I I just want I just want this arc to be over. I want I want Chip to write something else. Yeah. Know? Not not like a different title. I want to see what Chip can do with Batman. I just don't want any more of this. Yeah. No, I agree. One hundo. What would you rate it? I'm gonna give it a four. I think that's what probably what I gave the last one. It's just stupid. I'll go five five because I think the art carries pretty heavily. Yeah. Okay, last but most certainly not least, She-Hulk number seven by Rainbow Rowell and Luca Maresca on the art. And what's my number one complaint about this book usually, but it still usually gets really high marks. Oh, but nothing happens? Yes, and that's not the case with this issue. So what'd you think of this issue? I, I liked it. I like seeing Jen just swoon over Jack I like their flirtiness. You know, <laughs> I thought the Doombot part was hilarious. Yes, the Doombot was the was the best. I love Doombot. Like that's brought that over from the old her exiles run too. And he he was a hoot. And we get to see that big big strong boy again. And... Yeah. Also, I uh I really like um what's his name awesome andy i think he's just uh he's a charming character and his little signs are hilarious i agree yeah no there's just nothing to hate about this book there's nothing even to be like oh fun wonderfulness i don't like that it's just a good time it is also jen bartell is just between this and the shazam it's like damn yeah how right do you, how do you pick a favorite cover this week but yeah for me i'm gonna give that a 10 out of 10 it's it was a really good one it's not gonna be my pick of the week since i can't give it to catwoman i am also giving it a 10 it's just a lot more happened in Azrael, and that's why i gotta give it to that yeah. book over this yeah, i got you man okay but what are you excited for for the coming days bud um so 
man, there there really is just a lot out this week, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, I'm going to say Moon Knight. I know that's pretty basic, but that's just how I feel. And then... Mm, man, I... Here, here's... Here's the thing. I'm not really a big Fantastic Four guy because the last couple writers just weren't doing it for me. But I think I will give this one a shot because it is a book that I do want to read because I do like Sue quite a bit. So I'll say Fantastic Four as well. And then for the final one, probably Batman versus Robin. I've been liking that a whole bunch. Right on, man. So I will say... You took one of mine, so I'll just I'll try to mix up. I'm gonna say which one? Fantastic Four. Mm. But uh Wildcats. I've been pumped about that since I, you know, saw that that was gonna be done in a oh, what was it, the Urban Legends t- terrible thing that shouldn't be going on anymore, but they're still charging people ten bucks for. Yeah. Um then uh let's go with Death of Superman. I'm pretty pumped about that. That was the book. I wanted so bad when I was a kid. I was like, I want my hero to die. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'll say traveling to Mars since that's the Mark Russell book. I like Mark Russell a whole bunch. So I'm going to give it to him. But Jake, do you want to just do this fantastic four? Start this one <laughs> off since this is your baby. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So a conversation came up this week that, that I brought up to Casey. And I was like, you know, do you think that Reed Richards has a micropene? <laughs> because of his ability, he could just make it whatever size that he wants. So maybe he would just make it bigger than it actually is. And that's how he pulls Sue. Which leads right into the topic. Casey Give me four characters that more than likely has a micro peen, and then give me an additional four characters you think has just a big old hog. <laughs> okay, so team micro peen, I'm gonna go with uh, the gray Hulk, Mr. Fix It, because that's the only one though, because like he's kind of a dick and like he's smart, so like you know, he's kind of like there's a reason why he's not very happy, and it's probably that. And it's probably like still like, you know, a fine size, but he's also so gigantic that it's micro in comparison. <laughs> like it might just stay regular Bruce Banner size while the rest of him grows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to go with uh, Lex Luthor because I know I'm going to do a spoiler for uh, Jake's hogs, but uh, the, <laughs> but he's got Superman on his hog list. And my, my, inner theory is that lex luther he's got the real reason yeah like he actually goes to the same ymca as clark kent slash superman and you know one day he just saw it he's like oh my god he like (laughs) looks at his and then he's just like i have to be evil amazing (laughs) and then um oh who else like trying to think of another one that would just have to just have to Thanos he's got to have a micro peen like if you're going after <laughs> death I know it, right it can't be and like and then death is like no thank mm. you no <laughs> thing I'd rather have Wade Wilson Oof. <laughs> all right 
So I'll that's, do my. That's only three, bud. I gotta get my my third oh, my sorry. third tiny so wiener sorry. out. Um, <laughs> gonna try to think of a, another DC boy that would have a have a tiny schlong. Oh wait, we already talked about Namer. Yeah, he's he's sure. got to. He's got to. Yeah, it's like you don't look that good, unable to score. There's a reason. Yeah, there, there's a reason why he can fit in those tiny trunks. <laughs> no hog for him. <laughs> no hog namer. <laughs> All right. So I'll do my four micro beans. First up, we got Star Lord. And it's it's a it's a call to annihilation when he somehow gets to pull Gamora. But then she kind of leaves, like she's not really that into it right then. And I know that they, they're kind of back and forth throughout different series, but I think it's because she was all about it and then found out he had a micropene. Next up is Deadpool. And I say that because if he like if he has to try that hard to be so funny and still somehow manages to get laid, I think it's just because he's he makes the girls laugh. So I will say with him, because if you remember, there was that one comic where it's like he cuts stuff, he could cut stuff off and become stronger and then it closed up on his crotch. It might have been at one time, but it probably got bigger. <laughs> well, you got me there. <laughs> Next, I've got Hal Jordan. And I don't really have a good reason for this. I just don't like his attitude sometimes. And... uh and I, I realized that really all like the things that I've read or watched with him probably aren't good representations of his character. I'm just like, man, kind of a dick sometimes. The big pilot guy, micro peen. See, I yeah, I figure that's big hog attitude if you ask me. It's big hog <laughs> attitude, <laughs> but is it actual big hog? And then finally, I'm going to go with Bane. You don't do that much Venom and not have repercussions on the peen. Fair enough. So so there we go. All right, man. Give me your four big old hogs. (laughs) Okay. So I'm trying to think of someone that like, so to me, the big old hogs, it's got to be one of two things. It's either got to be like a secondary character in someone else's book. That's going to be kind of like, Oh yeah, this character is kind of normal. This character is better than them in every way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like anytime Hercules is with Thor. Oh, <laughs> 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 quiet um, you. So I, I had to do that one. Uh, but or then the other way is they're just the goofy, weird nerdy guy that like they don't even know they got a big old hog down there but they just do you know and so that's one of the reasons why i said reed richards would have just a massive hog okay and then and like even but now that he's got the elastic power he might turn it into a micro just so that he has like (laughs) you know more room to work right naturally (laughs) um but professor x has a hog yeah, that bald freak. <laughs> <laughs> Just always running over in his wheelchair. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then um, my last one that's got the hog, it's going to be, uh, oh, who is Superman's best friend? Not Jimmy Olsen, though Jimmy Olsen has a hog, but that won't be on my list. Captain uh, Carrot? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like Bobo. The, the guy I oh, love. Him. Yeah. Um, um, mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say, oh, I have action comics right here. I'll find out really quick. But I love this guy. And you don't be like a... <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't you don't go like oh yeah i'm gonna be superman's best friend i'm just a rap scallion i work at a bar i'm not picking up chicks but at the end of the day you know you know i'm packing <laughs> packing that schmeat yeah because i don't have to pretend otherwise oh where is where does he introduce it is himself? bobo isn't it, it is is it bibbo bibbo that's right yeah, that's a solid answer. All right. I went with Thor because throughout time, he has just, he's pulled so many chicks, so many chicks. There's just no way that he's not rocking another hammer down there. You know what I'm saying? Um, This one's kind of silly, but I'm going to say Plastic Man just for the exact opposite reasons that i said reed had a micro peen i don't know he's just a goofy guy the only time he's he was like questionably sexual assaulty was with big barda and it's like okay fair enough for trying to pull big barda but otherwise i think he's he's packing some heat down there uh i'm also gonna say superman I mean, I feel like your he and Lex both go down to the, the same Y. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it I'm sure that that happened. That's in everybody's um, headcanon now. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. And also, he's just such a good dude. You want him to have a big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I mean, I think it goes without saying Luke Cage, right? I mean, Luke has got to just have a massive dong. You know, if Bendez is writing him, he had the biggest one. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Out of the entire, like, even Galactus yeah. at Galactus size. Yeah. It's got to just, it's just got to look like a fire hydrant or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever artist is like, Bendez, it's like, Bendez, why are you having me draw this? And he's like, don't ask questions. <laughs> oh that's so funny draw me next to it (laughs) draw it in my mouth (laughs) just like make me give the thumbs up like oh we're friends you guys might all be questioning us but it's a thing with bendis it really is it it is it's he did a comic that jake once sent me uh pictures from where there was this like schlubby fat white dude that turned into a big strong black man and the white schlubby you know fat dude looked a lot like Bendez. yep <laughs> one might say uncanny yeah <laughs> so all right well there we go guys um you know it goes without saying but we definitely want to hear your opinion on this matter yeah who do you guys think has a micro peen and who do you think has a big old hog? We we need to know. Yeah. Do a power scaling of dongs. So like we could do like, you know, one to ten that you can just rate 
Yeah. I'm still saying Jimmy Olsen's at least at an eight. I think that's fair. Yeah. You, you didn't go too high. I think that yeah. was good. I mean, it's again, at least he could be at the 10 spot, you know. <laughs> but if, if uh, Luke Cage has got the Bendez Force, then not even close. <laughs> Bendez Force is just being black and having the biggest dong ever. Yep. I love it. All right, guys. And on that note, that brings us to the end of the episode. So closing plugs, if you would, please go to facebook.com slash tours podcast where we never post and give the page a like. But you can follow us where we do post on Twitter. And that's at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch this week's video. We've got very fun stuff happening. Yep. And then, uh, I don't know. Tell us, you know, if you could be transformed into someone else of a different race, which race would you choose? <laughs> if, if you want to. Yeah, just leave that down below in the comments. Come on. But, uh, you know, we'd love to stay in chat, but I have to go beat Casey at a game of basketball. So I'll catch you next time. I got four rings. (laughs) Bye, guys.